With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh! Oh, hello. All right, let's do this one last time. Warning. Marvel and R&D contains adult language and discussions. If you're easily offended. As I told you a long time ago. Go fuck yourself. Critique Revolve slash Marvel and RMD co-joint shows. I'm Michael Flores, your host, and today we're going to be reviewing a movie. And in the studio to review said movie is Thomas Kelly. Hello. Hello. David Zabal. Hello there. And Brian Smith. Hello. Goddamn right. All right. So today we're going to be talking about x-men dark phoenix <gasps> the seventh official x-men film the synapses gene gray begins to develop incredible powers that corrupt and turn her into a dark phoenix that's so descriptive now the x-men will have to decide if the life of a team member is worth more than all of humanity this film is written directed by simon kinberg and, of course, the returning cast to play their subsequent roles, James McAvoy, Michael Fassbender, Jennifer Lawrence, Nicholas Holt, Sophie Turner, <laughs> Ty Sheridan, and the rest I don't really care about. <laughs> no, I, I do love me some Evan Peters. He's amazing as Quicksilver. He didn't get his due in this movie. Oh, it's like seven minutes. All right. So now this movie has quickly become infamous. Uh, for a lot of reasons, reasons that probably hurt this movie's box office performance. Number one, it was doomed from the start of production. Let's just let's just yeah. let's just say that Simon Kinberg and company started production and filming prior to Disney's acquisition of Fox. And because of that, the movie suffered from numerous attacks that hurt the film. And with the buyout going through, there were continuous release pushbacks that created tabloid like fodder for the masses hyperbolic headlines that led many to just not even care about the movie. Many people had shrugged their shoulders before the movie even came out and said, well, Disney now owns the franchise. So this movie doesn't matter. And many had made up their mind about this movie long before it had even hit theaters. They reviewed this film before it came out and before upon even watching, and they didn't change their opinions because that's how most people are. The same thing happened with Batman versus Superman. Oh, he said, Martha, see, my friend at work told me this. Snicker, snicker. I didn't understand this is it, a dumb but he movie. told me about it, and therefore it is dumb. Yeah. This movie was doomed. I spoke to so many people 
who just said, yeah, the movie's dumb. Why? Did you see it? They no. didn't see it or couldn't explain why they didn't like it. Now, that being said, despite what you've heard from the mainstream critics, this film is not nearly as bad as some as some would have you believe. Is it a perfect film? Negative. It is not. Far from it. But it's not even close to where it's sitting on Rotten Tomatoes, which is 23 fucking percent. Yeah, that's crap. <laughs> that is bullshit. You yeah, ha- even I'll say that's bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. 23% is the that's host. That's the host. Yeah. That is <laughs> the true review for The Last Jedi. Like, that is stuff that had people say, fuck this shit. 23%? Right. Yeah. No. I, I, I don't know what people wanted. And I, I do, and I will say this continually. This is going to be an ongoing thing on all of our shows. I do feel like the MCU Marvel Cinematic Universe has a lot to do with the naysaying. I feel like a lot of people have now come to accept that this is how a superhero movie should be. And because of that, we get a lot of negative critics. Unfortunately, a lot of modern day critics don't actually know how to review movies. They base a lot of their opinions on uh, assumptions, on preconceptions and their own opinion on what they like. Not not on the actual artistic merits. So real quick, to give you a comparison, Hellboy is at a 17. Oh, not even close. It's nowhere near Hellboy. Dumbo's at a 47. (laughs) So let's get fucking real about that 23. (laughs) It's completely inaccurate. And that's why, and I'm just going to say this for the first time on this show, we are, as a network, going to put together our own rating system that I think is a lot more accurate because we have a lot of diverse personalities and, and movie tastes. I feel like a general audiences or at least our audience that come to listen to our shows are going to find our reviews more accurate based on a real opinion slash thought. Well, no understanding of movie making. Yeah. And that's why I want to do that because this is not accurate 23 percent now that being said i want to get into all of your initial reactions on this movie i know we have a lot of different opinions and i think that's going to make for a great show so let's start with you thomas initial thoughts in 45 seconds or less because we need to wrap this show in under 50 minutes oh my god uh dark phoenix is nowhere near 23 it is not as bad as people say it's not perfect it's got massive continuity errors probably the most continuity errors out of all the x-men movies which is saying something It's got two things working against it. One, it's not a Marvel movie. It is a very different movie, which is why you should see it. Mm -hmm. But also it's, it's kind of got shot in its crib. So (laughs) they Hitlered it. It It didn't even get a chance to really grow into anything better. But it is still, it, it was a first draft. It still needed some work. Even if it did get fucked over by the powers that be, it could have been better. I had will, they worked on it a little bit more. I will say it was not a first draft. It was like a seventh draft that got okay. cut up. <laughs> True. Yes. And there were too many hands in the pot. Disney. Yes. Saying this is what we should do with the end. Cause there were reports that they were, and this isn't a report. This is actual I, accurate I'm based on soup. actors. Yeah. But what if you stuck your dick in it? That's exactly what <laughs> I'd happened. Rather not. No, come on now. Put your dick in that. So, Put so your dick on. in your balls. Thomas, would you say that Disney took a coat hanger and just slid it ever so slightly oh, up the X-Men's thigh? Now we got dark. It's wow. not X-Men Apocalypse, man. Come on. Wow. 
can I rewrite this last segment? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, it's it's not as bad as it should be. It's not a 23. Yeah. But it does have issues. Yeah. What would you give it? A percentage. You know what? Let's save that. Let's save, save that for yeah. the end. And Brian, your initial thoughts, 45 seconds or less. Oh, I was pretty bored. Um, I think the, the biggest thing for me on this movie was that there were too many scenes that just lasted extra seconds and they added up for me. Like just cuts that were a little bit too long mm-hmm. and it was, it was, it was boring. I thought that the pacing of it was a little bit boring story-wise. I thought it was fine. I mean, it's the dark Phoenix saga and I'm sorry. Are we getting into spoilers at all, Mike? No. Yeah. Spo- the movie's been out. So, okay, yeah. so I can spoil it. All right. Yep. So here's the deal, dude. If you have the dark Phoenix saga and Wolverine doesn't stab her in the fucking tit, oh. you're doing it wrong. Wow. You're fucking doing it wrong. The whole thing is that Wolverine is the only one that can withstand the yeah. fucking power bump, right? So he's the only one that can stop it from happening. But they couldn't have him in such, this. I know, but that's what makes it such because a great story. Because of the age because gap. Because he loves her so much. No, you can't love, someone who's 50 some years old can't love a 27 year old according to social standards currently. So you couldn't Unless have him a politician. Well, no, here's yeah. the deal. If you're a 57 year old female. Or the fine. director that made this movie. <laughs> you can, if you're a 57 year old female, you can date a 27 year old man. That's not a fucking problem. Yeah, well. Right? Yeah. Right? But here I am. I can't date a fucking 12-year-old. Jesus. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. I'm Holy kidding. God. Can, can 100% I, jokes. Can I take a coat hanger and ever so <laughs> slip that into that last comment? Holy Jesus. As long as you give me a drink first, man. Oh, David, your initial thoughts, 45 initial seconds thought or less. It, uh, just to reiterate, j- agreeing with the YouTube from the very beginning, I just feel it's just... After I was done watching it, I felt like it was like just wasted potential because when I'm looking at things and saying, hey, you know what? I wonder if they're going to hint at that. Nope. Just goes by without anything going on. Then I'm like going, it, your, your movie has too many plot problems and that, that goes down to writing. I didn't have the problems that I had with the pacing. Yes, I felt it was really slow, but that added to the tone that basically was darker, was more I think you, serious. It and was, then, I don't understand what movie you guys were watching by saying it was slow. I think you guys are used to Marvel bombastic. Cinematic Universe movies. I and really do, because this movie to me was, yes, it David, took a breath. It, it took a breath. Yeah. And I think that is what actually ends up hurting the film the most is because like, it's not what everybody understands what a superhero movie is now okay yeah and on top of that it dealing with a redundant idea the dark phoenix saga we've all seen it everyone knows it by heart you know but did that hurt i think your viewing your your personal viewing viewing because i'm by the uh, i was I have to agree with Brian. If you know this story, you're kind of sitting there just waiting for the okay. typical plot points. Okay. All right. I get it. Perfect. I love it. But we have to base this on the movie itself, not what you expect to happen because it was in the comic book or we've seen it before. So let's let's keep our thoughts to Especially that. Especially when the X-Men franchise has already played fast and loose with everything. Yeah, because yeah. I think that's something that we all need to realize at this point. Now, I guess we don't have to anymore now that it's over, but it's a fucking mess. And maybe I should start the show saying that the, the continuity of this franchise is a, is atrocious, is appalling. It makes me sick to my stomach so much so that I didn't even really want to go see this movie. 
That being said, I can't disagree with what Brian said. I can't disagree with what you said, David, and I can't disagree with what Thomas said. There are things that I can argue, but all of you would be accurate. And that's why this movie, I'm so torn between it because I personally enjoyed the shit out of it. It was a popcorn movie. That's what it was for the most part. And a comic book movie based on top of that. Like I, I'm not a, I'm not going to destroy this movie because I already know what to expect in terms of the continuity issues. However, I will pick apart this movie as it is, how it stands alone and what we received from Simon Kinberg. Now, as I said in our discussion on Marvel on RMD, I'm a big fan of Simon Kinberg for the most part. He gave us a nuanced look in this film at Xavier as a person, a teacher, a father figure, and a hero in a way that many of the X-Men movies have failed to accomplish. The only other portrayal I would say comes this close is Stuart's Xavier and Logan. That was also a very nuanced look at a man in his twilight along with Logan fantastic better complete version of that again this movie felt at times like they decided to go in and chop things which we already know they did uh kenberg gave us an emotional narrative with a lot of heart while delivering some of the best x-men action we've seen on the big screen there were moments especially toward the end that gave me geek chills and chills that i have not received and i'm sure you guys will agree chills that i have not received from an X-Men flick since Wolverine within the opening moments of X2 was running and stabbing fools. You guys remember that scene? Yeah. I mean, I mean like, I, you just get amped up when Wolverine's screaming as he's running down the hallway, yeah. killing people. And that's how I felt throughout various moments in this movie. We had an X-Men movie. I felt like this, as I said on my Facebook post, to me, this was far from the best X-Men movie, but I feel like this is the best let me rephrase that. This is not the best X-Men movie. However, this movie feels the most like X-Men than any other movie. And that's why ultimately I, this movie won me over. I get what you're saying. I don't think it's the strongest example, but I think it's a return to form after a very long time for Mar for, for superhero yeah. movies. Yeah. Not yeah. to do this because Logan did better with this darker tone and more adult messaging. I think X2 and, and while it has its issues, Last Stand has a very strong message that was true to X-Men. But I do think what helps Dark Phoenix right now is that it is not a Marvel movie. It is not jokes and laughs. It's not Ant-Man and Thor Ragnarok and Guardians of the Galaxy and the same fucking thing movie after movie. It is its own thing. It is dark. It is adult. It has its own agenda. And I think that's a big strength for it that that too many people quickly look at if it's not marvel it's wrong and that in itself yeah. is wrong yeah yeah well i think that what this movie also does very well is it gives us the same mcavoy as xavier that we had in uh the one where he's got the drug addiction hello it is ryan and i was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com i looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing they're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Days of Future days of, Past. Yeah, Days of Future Past. It's like the same. A troubled individual. Right. It's it's that. It's Someone that, with real issues. Right. It's, yeah. that, it's that same realism that you had from the whole, the Hank and him relationship where there's that mutual respect and that love for each other. But then there's also these glaring, like just fucking issues with the two of them yeah. being in the same room with each other. Mm. And I feel like this movie kind of brought it back to that. Which we lost with Apocalypse. Oh, it's it's human. Yeah. Dark right. Phoenix brings back some of that elements that these people have different views. These people have right. different opinions, but they're coming together for a greater good that Apocalypse threw out the window. Well, you know, Apocalypse, yeah. I think Apocalypse, you can just completely write and off. And real quick. Uh, From uh, a tone standpoint. Rotten Tomatoes. X-Men Last Stand has a 57. Apocalypse has a 47. Wolverine Origins yeah. has a 20 or a 37. And you're telling me Dark Phoenix is a 23? No, I disagree. Fuck off. I disagree. Like, yeah. here's the thing. Dark Phoenix might not make my top five, but it doesn't make my bottom five either. No. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, it's, it's dead center for me. Yeah. Yeah. Dead center. Closer to top five than it would be bottom five. Yeah, so despite what many of these uh, mainstream or so-called mainstream critics are saying, the movie is an enjoyable watch. I do think a lot of the hate is a form of group thought, as we were Mm -hmm. saying, uh, that I will just call MCU syndrome. The MCU has become such a juggernaut of a franchise that it has molded everyone's expectations. There's little room at this moment within the MCU for true originality and they've hammered out a template that just works with the masses action joke action action 30 seconds of character development joke 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 action then the end that's what MCU has become you forgot the joke at the end oh, that's well, you, right you also forgot the jackson that's <laughs> the the joke and the action, action. at the same time and which was all of civil war right, well it was it was well the thing was guardians, of the, guardians of the galaxy too. kicked that off Guardians the first of the Galaxy one did it okay. Though. No, the first one was the first one to do it, which and is it was, why you say it was okay. And, yeah. it, and it was original, it was and that's good. why it worked. And right. then they realized, hmm, this there's something here with this funny thing. Bill, you see how much fucking well, money here's the we thing. just I think, made? I think Ant Man made sense too because you cast Paul Rudd as Ant Man, and you right. had Edgar Wright originally as your director. Sure, and so that made sense to make that one funny, and it made yeah. sense for Guardians to be funny. But then to yeah. make all of the rest of them and change. Like character shift. Thor. They character shifted Thor yeah. and Hulk and Iron Man even. They yeah. character Captain shifted America. all of them. And That's they America's and they turned Black Widow into nothing more. You know what? This isn't even about fucking X-Men, so yeah. let's just move on. No, it's yeah. no, this but, is all dealing with they shave the edges well, off. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, like Black Widow well, became just a fucking like woman waiting for her man to show up. Right. And like, it's what kind the of like, fuck? It's kinda of like when you mentioned about the character development, they tiptoe now in Marvel into character There's no such thing as character development in Marvel yeah, anymore. We know who these characters are. We don't need to develop them. They don't want to go too dark. They don't want to deal with like dark, really dark And that's what X-Men uh, always did best. And right, and, and, yeah. and exactly. X-Men always and took X-Men us down always that way. did that. Yeah. And yeah. in Dark Phoenix, you do get that sense. I mean, like one of, the, one of the scenes that I really do like is the scene with Hank and Xavier, and Hank is talking about wanting to kill Gene out of revenge. Yeah. It's a very real dark. moment. It's a very real moment for that character. And just to connect your thought with Brian's thought, I believed it. I believe that Hank wanted to kill Gene Grey. Whereas in Civil War, when we were supposed to believe they wanted to hurt each other, I never believed it because they were making jokes the whole time. No one wanted to hurt anyone. And then when they finally did, I was like, ooh, 
I love you, brother. And that was the best Here, part call about me. the Civil War comic was that you're like, fuck, they are going right. at it, and they, this is like, dark. This isn't going to end until one of them is dead. Yes. And that they, was the Civil War comic. The Civil War you know, movie was- Punch this up is, in a parking well, no, lot. This isn't going to end until they're all <laughs> laughing hysterically and, <laughs> and making s'mores later. Yeah, and that's something that I adored about this movie. I'm not, I don't, I, have a, I, I do have a soul. Okay, so when I say this, it's not because I I lack a soul. I adored that this movie was willing to go 30 minutes without a fucking joke. In fact, I don't even remember a single haha moment in this movie because they were intent on telling a grounded story. And again, ultimately, that is why this movie worked for me. And it comes down to something we discussed earlier in another show, Marvel and RMD, RMD. We were talking about the Marvel uh, franchise on Fox. What was I about to say? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, it comes down to counter programming. And maybe that's another reason why I love this movie so much more than maybe Brian or David is I am worn out on the he he ha ha comic book movies. I want to get back down to the basics. Tony Stark's problems in the first two movies Drinking. were fantastic. Drinking. Alcoholism. Womanizing. And if and I will argue that if they didn't have that hard core of a development for a character that propelled them 10 years, Infinity War and Endgame wouldn't have worked as well for audiences. But now they're fucked moving into the new phase mm-hmm. because they're not willing to do that anymore. And if you don't have that character that, that pulls your emotional narrative along for the next three, four, five, six years until you change storylines again, you're not going to be a success because even though mainstream audiences feel like this is what they like, eventually it's going to click with them. And they're going to realize, just like with other big franchises, they eventually realize, okay, something's wrong with this. It just takes yeah. the mainstream a little longer to figure it out. You know, I'd agree with you, Mike, but they're still seeing Fast and Furious. That's, that's been broken for 15 <laughs> years. Yeah, yeah, but that's no, also a specific. Still, that's a specific. Here's the yo, thing. Look, a specific look at the numbers, demo. Though. Look at the numbers that that thing brings it's in. Large. Time out. Time it's out. large. Fast and Furious adapted to its people who came to pay. I guess that's fair. That's, Marvel yeah. is yeah. not changing. Fast and the Furious was like, we did Point Break. And then they're like, what if we did like actual car stunts? And it's like, what if we were stupid? They love that. <laughs> what if there was a summary? Fuck it. Let's have a helicopter exactly. and shit. Yep. He's black Superman. I don't fucking know. <laughs> Write whatever you want. I'm high as shit. That's what Fast and Furious did. They adapted their model to fit their demographic. No, that's Marvel fair. is forcing the demographic to fit the model. Right. That's, that's fair. Yeah. And, and I think that, you know, Marvel rewrote, they rewrote the superhero movie. Yes. With the comedy action, the comedy aspect of it. Um, you know, Blade, there was very little comedy until the third Blade. And then uh, it got bad. But that was Ryan Reynolds' fault. And I will say fault there. Um, and then you had like, what was it with... um. With the DC universe, you had the serious movies, right? Batman vs. Superman. And those all fucking bombed, right? They all did horrible. So Marvel took it the other direction. And Thomas, you and I have talked about this previously, where everything is a joke. Yeah. Absolutely. There is no character development anymore. It's all about just where's the next punchline. And Dark Phoenix doesn't do that. It's like we're going to say five five sentences, punchline, four sentences, punchline, three sentences, punchline, and then... I'm going to hit you in the face. Yeah. Like that's, that's all it is in Marvel, but dark Phoenix didn't do that. You're absolutely right. I've dark Phoenix had storytelling grounded. Like, there was some storytelling there. 
Um, I think that the plot holes made the storytelling less appealing to me. Yeah, I, but at least they tried. And you're not wrong. You're, yeah. There are plot holes there, but and we're going to talk about this a little bit more towards the end of the show. But those plot holes are there for a reason, right? Cut, it's cut, snip, snip. Reason, yeah. okay. And we're going to get there. But Justice let's League, anybody? <laughs> let's hey. talk story and and send off. Okay. Setting aside, again, the massive continuity issues that plagues this franchise, because that's the first thing I had to do when I went to go sit down to see this movie. I was like, all right, I'm going to take the plunge because I was I had no real desire to see this. See, I did because I was sitting there. I'm like, there's no way there's no way this is worse than Origins Wolverine. Yeah, there's no way there's like three movies <laughs> in the world that are worse than that fucking movie. Yeah. Well, it has to be and, better than last stand. And for everyone, I to can't say, believe you are the optimistic one. Shit, right? I'm like, no, here's this- the thing. I go against the grain and that's the biggest thing. Everyone's like, I'm going to love it. I'm like, it's going to suck dicks. And they're yeah. like, this is terrible. I'm like, you're probably wrong. And that's how <laughs> I go into movies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I had to psych myself out and just kind of, Turn it off. And say, hey, you know what? I'm going to ignore the continuity issues that are no doubt going to be all over. There's no doubt going to be an issue with this movie. And when I did that, I was able to sit down and enjoy this movie. Overall, it was a fine film. And we're going to get into the ins and outs of the story and why it worked and what possibly they could have done a bit differently. Firstly, I like the story a lot. The fact that we didn't have a real villain. I felt worked for this movie because it was a more grounded look, as I was saying, into Xavier and Jean Grey. Having the antagonist, you know, more or less come in a form of a bad decision or I guess an accident worked well to push fate. Yeah, yeah, kind of worked to push our heroes into an emotional uh, opposition of sorts. You mean, was it Dr. Doom from the Fantastic Four? Isn't that isn't that how he got his powers? From a, a science experiment, I think, isn't it like no, the Doom, space, Doom, no, space it was spaceship magic? It was a spaceship, and they got hit with. Are you about uh, the comic book or the actual movie? No, the movie. And uh, Jesus, I don't remember all of it. No, no, the Fantastic Four movie. Cosmic rays. It was cosmic thing. rays. It was cosmic rays in, in in their space shuttle. That's how they got their powers. I, I don't remember that it's, movie. Yeah, I tried to black that out. Gypsies. So here's the thing with the Marvel movie or with the X Men movies, you just have to pretend like there's never been one before the one you're watching. Right. That's the only Pretty way much. you can get through it. Pretty much. Yeah, in yeah, fact, just, there was a meme going around saying as much when Logan came out. Like, what time period is this? Who knows? When this happened? I don't know. Is Wolverine in it? Yes. Maybe. All right. Let's watch. That was the meme. And I'm like, you know what? That's fucking valid. <laughs> it is. No, that is absolutely valid. <laughs> so, again, with this movie, I like the aspect of keeping it more nuanced, keeping a focus on Xavier and Jean Grey, and not really having that antagonistic uh, or that go to traditional antagonistic character kind of taking the spotlight. Cause then we were allowed to, we were allowed to focus on Jean gray as that potential threat. It was a more personal approach, which for me has always worked with this franchise. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Charles versus best friend, Eric, which has always been fascinating to me because the only real reason they are at odds is because of differing ideologies well they were always modeled after martin luther king and malcolm x yeah. where it's two different opposing diametrically opposed views for a similar yeah overall outcome and i loved that that was a part of it and you're right that was a thing and x-men's the franchise has always had its greatest strength be the human elements first class isn't fun to watch because of the mutants and their powers in it far from it it's because of eric and 
Charles's relationship and watching them start on the same path and diverge and eventually go their separate ways because they cannot rectify those issues. X2 is fun to watch because of how Wolverine understands he's not an animal like Stryker says. Mm-hmm. You know, the the social commentary and all the other ones yes. has always been what made these movies strong. Logan is dark as fuck and depressing and everyone loved it. And very political in very most political. in mostly the right ways. Yeah. But you know, a lot of us want to shun politics. Like, I don't want politics in my in my movies and entertainment. It's always there. The thing, it's always there. You just don't always notice it. Yeah. Right. It's how, that's the, how you can tell if it's really done well is it you don't notice it. Yes, no. unless you're really looking for it and you know what they're trying to say. Right. And and that's the amazing thing about about the X Men franchise and something that I liked about this. It's just politics is polarizing and it it's very relevant, especially in today's and very world opposing. Very, yes, very much so opposing ideologies. You know, they wreak havoc on families and friends. So I mean, it's essentially the civil war. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's yeah. I mean, the real civil war, not the Marvel civil war. Right. That's right. No, I know what you meant. But, uh, but no, yeah, but having that personal conflict between Xavier uh, Raven, and then at the end of the first act that switched to Gene, I love when a writer questions the actions of a hero. That's something that I loved about, um, what movie did Xavier have a, a drug problem? Days of Future Past. Of Future That's Past. what I liked about that movie because I love when you put uh, the negative light on your hero and you and you pose questions. Has, has Xavier been making all the wrong decisions? Has he come? Uh, has he become full of himself and arrogant? Has he lost sight of what is important? Those are very relevant questions. Those are interesting questions, especially for a character like Xavier, who for the most part is this father figure of a group of orphans. Yeah. And when you position him and place him in that type of position, suddenly you are uncomfortable because I was. Well, the thing is, dude, I've I've never been a big fan of the Charles has been manipulating your mind and he's really the villain storyline. But what I do like about how they did it in this one is that it's not so much he did something wrong as it is, he did something for the right reasons yes. that was going to have ramifications yep. one way or another. And like a parent, he deals with like like so much of the Charles uh, attacking Charles, whether it's Jean Grey or any of the other X-Men in the comics, is much that angsty, rebellious teenager to yep. the parent. And you don't know that they are doing what's right for you until you get to that point. So I liked that yes. for a little bit we're questioning Charles but ultimately no, he didn't do anything wrong. He was wrong not to tell her what he did. Yeah. Well, and I think yeah. that that's one of those things that the X-Men franchise has always done very well when it comes to Charles Xavier is mm-hmm. that even when Patrick Stewart was playing him in Logan, the questions of whether he made the correct decision are what makes the story the best. Yeah. Like, like questioning Charles's decisions has always been the best with the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Part of the movies. Not necessarily the comic books, but the movies, I think. Yeah, I agree. Where where you've got, you know, Raven and him arguing and she goes off with Eric. Right? Mm-hmm. And then you have him and Eric arguing in the original movies, right? Yeah. And, and all of that stuff and kind of setting all of that up and how you can tell that even in the original X-Men trilogy, you had you know, Magneto and Professor Xavier loved each other. 
You yeah, could, you could see it, but you didn't have all the backstory that you got in, was it first class? Yes. Where you get all of that backstory about how that all happened. And I thought that was a fantastic way to kind of bring in the new while also paying homage to the old stuff. And I feel like with Dark Phoenix, what you get is some revisionist history, which is fine. It's the X-Men franchise. We know that's what's going to happen. And I, Mike, I think you're absolutely right where you talk about not having a real true villain because it wasn't necessary. What you really have is just a bad conscience and a good conscience. Yeah. And and that's what's fighting. Yeah. And and it turns out that in the end... Which is actually a great way to make the internal struggle that Dark Phoenix was going through or right. Jean Grey yeah. and make it tangible. Having right. that alien, the devil on her shoulder. Right. I thought that was pretty fucking smart. Well, even with that, that because we're not going into spoiler, we're just saying fuck it to spoilers because yeah. it's come out already and by the time this airs, it'll be out of theaters. But... The, you even have that moment where Jean Grey is tempted by the alien, the devil, give up, give yep. in, give me the power. And Charles says, take the harder route because it's what's right. And that is whether or not they got the adaptation right. That is a strong line at the end of the original comic is that she could have been a god, but it was more important that she die a human or a mm-hmm. mortal. They do get that soul element right in the Dark Phoenix, even if the continuity is batshit bonkers. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And just circling back to what you said, um, Thomas, earlier about that you not not ever being a real fan of Xavier being painted in a bad light. Yeah, I per don't se. like that. Neither do <laughs> I. In fact, during the movie, I'm like, please don't do this. Like, yeah. I don't want to make him out to be like, oh, I made a bad decision, and now I'm going to apologize to everybody. And I, and I ultimately, I don't feel like that was what they were doing, nor was it the point. And it's not even really whether or not it's true. It's more about what it did for him as a character. It made him think. Yeah. It made him think. It made him have to look inward, you know, a self-analysis. And at the end of that, he might be a little guilty, perhaps not truly guilty, but he might feel guilty. Perhaps he saw a little bit of what Raven was Dude, saying looking back at him. And that's, that's the point. That's the thing that I love about it. it they did a good job not making Charles Charles is not apologizing because he thinks he's wrong. He yes. stands by his views and what he did. He's apologizing by the end of the movie because he couldn't save her. Right. And that is why I like the X-Men franchise. And that's why this movie is not as bad as everyone's claiming it is. Well, yeah. because- Does it have other issues? Yes. But they got that part right in a, in a way in which more bog standard things would just be like, ah, fuck it. He's evil. Yeah. <laughs> go go ahead, Dave. But yeah, it goes back to like that's the strength of the X Men films. It's always been about Charles Xavier. Yeah, we have the story about Jean Grey and Logan and all the other X Men. But at the end of the day, he is what the story is all about. Mm. And that's and if you know if if you notice throughout the entire series, he was basically from the very beginning to right to the very end, it's always been about Charles. Yeah. Even in Wolverine story, there's always been talks about, Hey, do you know what Xavier would have done? Well, because he was, he was that father figure, that Martin Luther King, that I, one man trying to change the world through other people. He's, he is the collective consciousness of all of the mutants. He's supposed, he's the good conscience, right? He represents goodness. That's why I really dug how they portrayed him. Just like what you said. Thomas is like the way they portrayed him here was perfect because if they were to have Charles say, I'm so sorry. I did this to you, Gene. 
it ruins his character because no, he Charles is supposed to live by his gun. Yeah, and he can't accept blame because it would destroy everything uh, that he's worked uh, for. Yeah, and that's why... But well, again, he, he's not sorry that he did what he did. He's sorry that he couldn't save her, and yes. I like that because even at the end, he's still the white knight. The pawn is white, even at the chess game with him and Eric. They still show that he's a good guy, and there's little things like that that I don't think other movies put that much effort into no, anymore. No, they don't. As long as I got that Joss Wheaton joke. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dicks. I but, ruined the moment, didn't I? Ant-Man. Ant-Man. No, and you did. So stupid. I, no, but ultimately I feel like because they went that route, it, they were able to paint a very relatable portrait. It's all about relatability to me. How can I relate to this in some way? Uh, the parent questions his or her decisions. Have I made the wrong doesn't? ones? I've never questioned a decision that I've made as a parent. <laughs> not just as a per, uh, not not just as a parent, but as a human being. No, nope, yeah. the right thing. Never to questioned do. any decision Ask I've Brian, ever made. Brian, he always knows. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, you're right. Yep, never made never made a wrong decision in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Let me have that coat hanger real quick. Oh wow! Oh wow! <laughs> Um, but no, I, I liked that, that whole aspect when he was sitting with Hank as well in the kitchen and he just took the verbal beating. He didn't defend himself. He just sat there and took it. But again. he didn't admit defeat either. Yeah. And, and that's what you do as a parent. There's been many times where my child will get mad at me. He'll aggravate. He'll get aggravated with me. And I let him express himself. And it doesn't mean I think he's right. It doesn't mean I'm not going to whoop his ass in 20 or 30 minutes. But I'm going to let him talk and express himself because that's what you need to do. You, you need to let it out. And that's what I got from that entire scene. It was a father listening to his son express how he feels. No, it, absolutely. it was such a great moment. It was absolutely. a great moment, uh, as I said, because like it wasn't a you're right, I'm wrong moment. Yeah. It was basically... A person just suffered a loss. This is what he's going to be. He's angry. He's going to be pissed. And Charles can't fix that. He understands that. He's not going to be able to fix it, but Hank's going to say what's on his mind. And it's a really real moment between two human beings. It's dark and sad. Which I challenge the MCU. And you'll never ever do something like that. Well, I think they did at the beginning. It, well, yes. Yeah. At the yeah. beginning, they we're did, talking about new MC. No, I understand, but I mean, the Iron Man movies did that at the beginning, which is why Amazing. they worked so well. Yes. Yeah, the stuff with Pepper and the stuff with Tony, and yes. and the stuff with Tony's dad, and and all of the shit that kind of turned Tony into this fucking dickhead of a person, right? And then to have that all kind of turned on its head when he realizes that he can help people, even and 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 altruistically help people. And I feel like with Charles Xavier, his his entire purpose was to help. Yeah, and sometimes he made errors in judgment but he was always trying to help right right in the the turn the other cheek the non-violent kind of way yeah you know as opposed to magneto who was we're going to move this bridge and murder the everyone. ends justify the means right. for, for uh eric for, for eric absolutely yeah. I, it, I i just think that basically a character like charles is not gonna f- work in the current mcu oh absolutely not an ambiguous character who's good but does shady things every now and then oh <gasps> There's no way. We already have There's Rocket no Raccoon. Well, I mean, we did have Tilda Swinton. We already, he's, for, she's dead. I know, but we had we her, for, her. Like, for like eight minutes, and she was awesome. It's okay, guys. She was great. Super okay. ambiguous and guys. made some weird fucked up decisions. Guys, Rocket Raccoon wants that dude's leg, though, so it's cool. That's not cool, uh-huh. but he's cool. Gotta have some more soda. Popcorn. <laughs> more jokes, please. That's dicks. what it is. Dicks, <laughs> I ruined dicks, the moment, dicks, didn't I? Dicks. 
All right. So even though I said we didn't have a real antagonist, we did have that tangible baddie that American audiences are accustomed to having. And it worked neatly into the script for the most part. And their importance eventually found its way into the story. But it was an interesting way to bring the X-Men together in a way that we haven't seen in quite some time. It led to a fantastic action sequence. I said on Facebook, The Dark Phoenix was not the best X-Men movie, but it's the most X-Men movie we've ever received. Again, that's my thoughts. And a lot of that had to do with with the idea of bringing our heroes together. Uh, the bad guys slash bad girls, shapeshifter aliens. This is where I did have problems with the movie, because even though I didn't need more of this alien species, as you said, Brian, it wasn't needed. The story worked on its own. However, you can tell that the original story did need it. That's why we had plot yes. issue. That's why we had uh, the the pacing issues that you brought up, Brian, because this movie is a cut and paste job and it had nothing to do with necessarily Simon Kenberg or any of the producers involved in this movie. It had to do with Disney buying out Fox. Uh, Dark Phoenix had to change several things because of potential conflicts. One being the way the dark Phoenix powers up. It was way too similar to captain Marvel. So they had to ax the way she powers up. And the, we got the weird like face uh, cracks. Yes. Okay. And the other of course, being the scroll, apparently all of this alien stuff was to lead to a bigger story story dealing with the scroll. Originally the plot had included a setup for a future confrontation so instead, we just got the Dabari, I believe. Is that how you pronounce it, Thomas? Yeah, Dabari. Uh, and this cut was done due to the Marvel Cinematic Universe already using the scroll in Captain Marvel. So Disney just continued to fuck with this movie. And when I read Stick this report. Yeah. I mean, and David, uh, uh, James McAvoy tweeted out during production that, hey, guys, lots of changes due to another superhero movie. So a lot of people were upset. Well, it was also delayed. It was pushed back three different times. It was not supposed to compete during the summer season. It was supposed to be a more grounded, like it was, small scale action movie. It was supposed to be released in the fall. Wasn't yes. It? Or, it was, and, and then again in March 8, 2018. Right. Yeah. And they pushed it back. I believe it had to do with James Cameron crying about the release of Alita and wanting it to be not in the summertime. Uh, so they hosed the X-Men yeah. franchise yeah. with the March 2018, November 2018, February 2019 till June. 2019. Yeah. And all those Crazy. dates you mentioned, Thomas, would have been far better for this movie to yep. succeed. Oh, it, for sure. Yeah. Because this isn't a summer temple movie, but that's what it, that's when it was released. Yeah. Yes. You know, it's, it's released as if this is some big budget, like yeah. Marvel cinematic well, universe. And movie. then you had other issues with, we said the whole continuity errors before where i one of my biggest things is oh that character don't worry about him characters like colossus psylocke who did i even see them jubilee moria mctaggart were supposed to be in it originally and had to be removed mostly due to script rewrites right which i want to say sheridan the actor that played um cyclops he tweeted out and in various interviews said when talking about reshoots and movies he's all 
okay, wait a second. What movie did you guys see? Because I read another one. Then I read another one. Then I read another one. So I don't even know what movie you guys watched. So all of the actors were being snarky. They, they probably saw the original cut and were like, fuck, this is a movie. And then they had to deal with all those cuts. There is a report that has been substantiated saying that Dark Phoenix reshot its entire third act to avoid looking like Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel ruins another thing. So. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Captain, Captain Marvel. Marvel. Dude, honestly, but that when movie's I, a fucking four out of ten and it's just boring. It's definitely not what it is. In, in fact, I would rate this movie higher than that oh, movie. Yeah. Oh, I actually agree. I had a, I agree. I had a motion in this movie. Yeah, well, Captain they're, Marvel, they're, I just, you know, sat. It was blah. Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, so, is Brie, for, so is Brie Larson. When everyone She's just out that basically goose. Pee-pee girls. Like Brie Larson, I don't even think knows how to emote really unless she's told to. There's moments where I... Bitch. Where yeah, I, you nailed it. Oh, wow. When, when your entire Name movie, one emotion she showed beyond that. Snarky. Coolness. Bitch. Oh, wait, that's the same emotion. All right, let's bring it back to this. Yeah. So that being said, knowing that Disney was just balls deep in this movie fucking pounding it you can suddenly see where some of these issues took place because when i when the movie ended i was like you know i enjoyed that however i can see how it was a little anticlimactic when it came to the alien side i was like okay that's it they just wanted the power however those aliens were simply supposed to be stepping stones to the introduction of the scroll which would have happened at the end of the movie, which would then lead to a new era in the X-Men saga that would have been about the X-Men and the world versus this new alien invasion. That was the route they were going to go. They were going to do what David was hoping they would do, not regurgitate. They were going into new territory and they weren't allowed to because of the buyout. So they were told to get rid of all of that and then now, that's why when you look back retrospectively, why this movie did have plot issues. And it makes me just scream. I would love to know what this movie would have been. Would have been because what if the I like. cut was. Yes. Can we get that work print? Can Please. Somebody, can somebody get us the work print of this movie? <laughs> yeah, whoever did it for uh, Wolverine Origins or X-Men Origins Wolverine, please get to work. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. Like, honestly, dude, I think you're absolutely right. I would love to see the original two-hour cut of this movie. Not the reshot, re-edited, neutered, dude. Thanks, Captain Marvel oh. version of this movie, dude. This now that I think about it, Disney's Marvel Cinematic Universe fucked up the X Men and all of Warner Brothers' plans by them trying to change and and give up what they were working on in order to fit the current template of what's been making money. Well, I mean, they yeah. also fucked up the Fantastic Four. Yeah, because Fantas- remember, well, there, that was well, a train there was there was a there was a story that actually they said that. They were planning to do an X-Men Fantastic Four Daredevil movie. What yeah. the fuck? Yeah, that, yeah, because Fox owned all of those properties. Because Fox oh, owned all oh, the properties. Oh, yeah. so they were yeah, gonna, yeah. But then but then remember Marvel straight stopped fucking uh publishing Fantastic Four comic books because they're like, Oh, we we can't share? Fuck you. Fuck you. you no don't more fuck with no the more Reed no more Reed Richards in the Marvel universe. Eat a dick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that being said, I we can all agree that we didn't get a proper sent off no. with this movie. No. And, and honestly, you know what? If I was running Disney and we knew that this was the end and hey, you know what? You guys are going to make your movie. People already know that this is separate from what we're doing. Hey, guys, enjoy. 
do what you want to do. Set this shit up. No, we'll never get to it. But hey, set it up. Give make a complete movie. Let's give the fans that have dedicated 20 fucking years to this franchise. But the problem, give is, though, them a proper farewell. No, see what you do is we kind of get did. No, no, what you what you do, Mike, what you do as the the new studio is you fuck with that movie so that it leaves such a bad taste in the they'll fans' mouths that they'll go see your new and improved version. <laughs> you like did Fox Coke. fuck up your X Men? Disney's got gotcha. you. <laughs> That's fucking creepy that shit. Creepy. Welcome. Jesus. Okay, One Thomas, you said we kind of did when we, I said dude, proper farewell. Did. What do you mean by Dark that? Dark Phoenix was the last jism, you know, dribble of the Logan finale, Yeah, truthfully. Dark Phoenix was set up from everything we've read to be the start of something new and to launch a new era, essentially, within the X-Men universe. Unfortunately, it got, you know, again, killed in its cradle, and it had to be an ending that came after the ending. Truthfully, Logan is the send-off. Hugh Jackman, Patrick Stewart are the ones to say goodbye. Everyone else, they say, canonically was killed already by Patrick Stewart, like by Professor X. It's dark. It's sad. There's a next generation of kids starting with X-23 that are going to become the next X-Men. Real X-Men fans, I think, the, the movie fans, I do think you should see Dark Phoenix, but our ending was Logan. Absolutely. I, I absolutely agree with that. I think that you're right. Logan was the send off that, that we needed. We're older, and, like Hugh Jackman, right. like Wolverine in that movie. We're, We're a little pudgy. It's okay. We don't heal like we used to. Right. You know, right. You, I, I sneeze and we're losing our memory rib. like <laughs> Professor X. Right. We're, we're dying. All right. of us. It's been 20 years, right. but it, it's very empathetic. It's very human. It is a true to, to form X-Man movie. And while Dark Phoenix could have is not bad it could have been so much more so really logan is where we say goodbye i think yeah all right so this movie's alleged or reported production budget was 350 million dollars eat eat a dick so that makes what 700 million is what it actually cost the studio after marketing and no no no, that's that should be production is that part of it i'm sure this was a lot less the Budget reported budget is two hundred million. Oh, okay. so three hundred fifty so is everything. Makes is everything. sense, well, but I also shit reshoots. I'm sure reshoots. Yeah, costed them an arm and a leg because yes, the reported budget originally was what two hundred. Two hundred. Well, especially and, since you had to reshoot like what, yeah the whole third act, and that's what happens. Pe- people may think, oh, it's just the third act, but you have to bring that's back a third of the movie. You have to bring back actors. You have to bring back sets, set pieces. You have to bring back crew. You have to pay them all per diem. Well, I mean, do you though? Because was, was that train set the original set (laughs) or was that new? Like, we don't know. So So, stupid. So, I mean, and honestly, that's the same train that they used in the, uh, what was the, the movie with, um, with Captain America? Um, so dumb. Snowpiercer. It's the same. It's the same train. It's the same train from Snowpiercer, Mike. I like how his only connection is that Chris Evans was in it. Was in that- <laughs> what? I mean, I'm right. He was the main goddamn character. And uh, but no, Snowpiercer, which is also another comic book movie. Yeah. Yes. And because Chris Evans, if it's a comic book movie, Chris Evans is in it. Mm-hmm. That's just how that works now. Um, a lot of actors that don't know how to act. That's what they that's their go to. The comic book movie. Yeah, like, hey, look, I, I look good. But can you act? No. 
Uh, no, but I sure, but, no, but I can sure irritate my fans on Twitter every day. Jesus. Uh, but no, I'm just saying, like, I, I feel like, where the fuck was I going with this? I don't oh, know, Brian. All of the third, the third act stuff. We don't know what the original third act was, right, Mike? No. And so. We have ideas, but. Right. Yeah. So they just reused old sets. You think? Probably. Really? You, you? I honestly believe that. All right. I do. You're a regular Nancy Drew over there. <laughs> <laughs> now. They've only made $63 million domestically. That's God. so sad. So Is that from Box Office Mojo? Yes. $244 million worldwide. And this is how you you limp away. You limp off into the Not sunset. Not with a bang, oh, no, but did. with a whimper. No, they didn't just limp. They just, like, well, when you, when, you get, when you get fucked so hard... You limp. By the mouth. You limp. You can only limp. Yeah. The problem is, is that they, they and then you die in a no, they blew the, they grave. blew the wad on Logan, and all that was left was like that little like fucking snail dick. Yeah, there's oh, like the last sick dribble that, little that sick, ruins yeah, your underwear. They just, just kind of like oh, it's just floppy. <laughs> it's like a, it's like a it's like a stretch Armstrong. <laughs> stretch Armstrong. It's a, you know? no. This was a slug job. Oh yes. Wow. It was a slug job. And God, for those of you that don't it, know what a slug job is, Thomas does. <laughs> okay, all right. Let's 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 pull it in here. Um, is that even a word? Is it's that something a, he made up. It's okay. disgusting. Don't ask. All right, let's. I can explain it. Move into final thoughts, David. Why don't you start us off? Give me your overall final thoughts, and also give me a grade. Give me a percent. percent? We're going to start. So we're higher gonna, percent is good, right? Yes, we're yeah. going to start our new rating system right here on this show, and we're going to have. Two separate rating systems. We'll have the rating system based on the actual hosts that reviewed the movie. That'll be officially, the critic, officially, and the audience will be the hosts who reviewed it and the network. And then we'll have a network percentage as well. There I'm gonna, go. I'm gonna drop the poll in our in our own personal private group page, and each host will say, "This is what I felt about the movie," and then that will be on the web page as well. So, Dave, go ahead. Well. My final thoughts on this movie, definitely not as bad as everyone says it is out there. I do like the character development that you get to see. There's not much action to it, but my main problem, problem, and I said this in the beginning, my main problem with the story is it's just regurgitated to me. I, I, I already know what's going on. So I wish they would have... I wish I could have actually seen the final cut now that we know like where they were possibly going. I can't let it go, Thomas. I can't let it go. <laughs> okay. Cause we had this discussion before the show started. Yeah. Okay. There's not much action. Uh, How much more do you fucking want? <laughs> the, the, first, the opening 15 minutes was just balls to the wall, explosion and excitement. I don't know. I think I'm just desensitized to it. Okay. Marvel. Honestly, Honestly, thanks, dude. Captain Marvel. Yeah. God damn you, I'm Thor just Ragnarok. desensitized to it. I, 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 so I would agree with that. With what that if we shot mind, cocaine and cotton candy in your eyes? Oh wait, you saw <laughs> Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> but with that in mind, sounds like a good my my rating on it. I'm gonna probably give this a 55, 55 percent. It's not. It, you it's see not that studio bad. door right there? <laughs> <laughs> but. Here's it's the thing, not bad, though. but a 55 is a failing grade. It it's not fail, bad. As but an it's... X-Men movie, it could have been better. We're not... Okay, first of all... It could have been better. The school system's fucked. 75% of, of pie is a lot of pie, but I'm still going to fucking see. No. So, <laughs> I like the movie, but it's going to get an F grade. 
And 50 we're not doing of, like Rotten Tomatoes is like the 40 through the if anything 60s. below 60 is considered a failure. So he just gave it a failing grade. <gasps> but but he liked the movie. So everyone out there, try to figure that one out. <laughs> uh, Thomas, go. Uh, again, you got to see Dark Phoenix if you're an X-Men fan. It's not as bad as everybody's saying. It does have massive issues and doesn't give a fuck about the continuity. But then again, it was the last one. So Disney didn't either. So fuck it. Right. I'd, I'd give this a 60 or a 65 because it's that's about where it lands for me. It's not All right. the worst. It's it's better. It's closer to the higher end, but it's it's definitely middle of the road as far as the X-Men franchise. Last Stand and this one for me because of Last Stand's messages, if not, it's, it's glaring other issues now yeah. are about the same. OK, so. All right. Uh, Brian. I wouldn't give me that percentage. You want the, just the percentage or final thoughts? Your final or? thoughts too, oh, buddy. Okay. Okay. Well, I don't know, man. You're pushing me for a percentage here. I'm getting nervous. I don't know what's going on. Uh, <laughs> Give me them digits. <laughs> five, five, five. Uh, no. So I think that um, from a from a storytelling standpoint, I think that the the story was fine. Uh, the like I said, I, I I had some issues with some of the pacing in the movie. Um, some of the the shots more than just like I guess more than story pacing. It was shot pacing. Um, it is his first directorial debut, sure. so well, sure. And so you're going to have some of those those kind of issues or whatever. And but once again, with as much studio interference as you got, mm-hmm. it's amazing it was finished. Like, well, yeah, <laughs> you could have fixed some of it, maybe, or I don't know. Either way, I think that it's a bit of a mess. But as Mike said, it was it wasn't an unenjoyable film. It's not like I'm upset that I saw it. It's not like I'm mad that I actually paid to go see it's it. It's not a Hellboy. No, it's not oh. Hellboy. It's not a Hellboy. Here's the thing. Had I paid to go see Hellboy, I'd have walked out. I'd have killed someone. Well, hold on, David, what do you give Hellboy in our, oh, in our percentage system? I'd give it like a 15 to a 20. Okay. Because okay. that, 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 that was horseshit. Okay. So <laughs> percentage wise for this one, I'm actually right in line with Thomas. So no, I actually, I would give this one a 65%. I think that it is an enjoyable movie to go and see. Um, it's not like you guys said, it's not funny. And I, no, I didn't even I think about that. it. And, and honestly, I wasn't bothered that I didn't laugh. I was okay with that. I felt like it was serious enough that there was no reason for jokes. And I appreciate the fuck out of that. So yeah, 65% is where I got, was what I got. Okay. What do you got, Mike? Um, I'll give it a 72%. I enjoyed 72. I'm just going to give it a 70. I'm going to give it a 72.78 I looked at Brian immediately like, but 70 fucking two. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to give it a 70%. Okay. I enjoyed the movie. I felt like it was better than various other X-Men installments. I feel like there was an attention to detail when it comes to the story. Uh, I love the visual effects. I love the cinematography. I love the sound design. The sound design was some of the sound design was fantastic. The score by Hans Zimmer was amazing. I'm not a fan of Hans Zimmer. I actually uh, dislike him. I feel like he's the go-to composer in Hollywood. Everybody uses him and everything sounds the same because yeah. of it. But this movie had a very distinct. He tried on this one. He, he did. He tried. There was a very distinct feel to this to this movie that I felt his composing paired well with the sequences that we had, especially the action sequences towards the end of the movie. Um, it wasn't a perfect movie. I mean, there were issues and I don't know how much of that is Simon Kinberg uh, or Disney, uh, but Hey, we have to base this, our, our reviews based on what we got. And it's a yeah. uh, 70% for me. I do 
Highly recommend it, though. Hey, that's not a bad failing grade. That's a grade that says, hey, go see it, but just know what you're getting into. Yeah, I think that's fair. I, I think that's the most fair review that Dark Phoenix is going to get is is what we talked about right yeah. fucking here. I mean, collectively, we gave it a 62 and a half. So, which is good, which is about which right. right. Yeah. About yeah. Right. And I think that's actually, I think that's pretty fitting. And that's the grade that's going to go on the webpage too. 62%. You already did the math over there. Well, I mean, it was 70% for you, 55 for David, 60 for Man, Thomas. And you're a for whiz. Me. So it's you like can do math like that. That's, yes. Yeah. Wow. I'd still be trying to figure it out. <laughs> Count on your fingers. Yeah. Um, it, t- four. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I want to thank everybody for tuning in and listening to our review of Dark Phoenix. If you miss any part of this broadcast, you can always find us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play. Just search Critique Revolve or Marvel on RMD. Thank you, Thomas. Thank you. Thank you, David. Thank you. Thank you, Brian. You're goddamn right. (laughs) And good night. I am Iron Man.